This is Mia. This is Michelle. And this is Cassie. And we know what you did on Fear Street. Hello, all you Shadyside High alums. Get ready to finally use that English degree as we write our own scary stories in this month's episode of We Know What You Did on Fear Street, Thrill Club. And don't forget to save the most gruesome endings for your friends. So, we're back. <laughs> um, we're here. As some of you may have noticed, or maybe not. We took an unexpected break over the past few months. Um, it wasn't something we discussed ahead of time, but I think it was something that we all desperately needed. Uh, but now we're back, and better... Well, we're back. Uh, anyway. Oh, I was so stressed out. I just... I, I would, like, oh, Christmas, man, it kills. A while. It was a bad, bad time. Yeah. This was a very bad holiday season for me. Me too. It was like, I think yeah. it was because Thanksgiving was late, so it just felt like everything smelt, felt smushed. Yeah. I also was traveling a lot for work, like between November, December, and January. I think I was only home like half of those months. I was like visiting my family or on a work trip. And even like, like I went on another work trip last week and I, I feel like I'm just now. I don't think I could travel as much as you do. I couldn't either. No. Cause when I go somewhere, it takes me like a full four to five days to get back to like where I was like in, in life. Like, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I love traveling. Like I like going places, but I just. I only like the idea of it. It's too much. <laughs> Like, I'm a, people are always, like, <laughs> tweeting or talk, Instagramming pictures, and I'd like, oh, love to go there. But then, like, when you start actually planning it, packing, going, being there, like, coming home, at the end of the whole thing, I'm like, was it really worth it? Like, eh. I could have just laid in bed and slept. Mich- <laughs> Michelle isn't actually an yeah. extrovert. She just plays one on TV. Really, she's like the rest of us. <laughs> True. All right. So um, what about this book? Yeah, this book. Do you want me to do my dramatic reading? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> of course we do. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've read this yet. So let's see how this goes. Three. <laughs> <clears throat> Wow, it's been so long. I don't even know how to get into this voice. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. I don't. <laughs> Did I lose it? That was like a. That was like a you weird man voice. Edge. I don't know what that was. <clears throat> you don't have a creepy voice anymore. Oh God, what has become of me? Am I just a normal nose talker now? Yes. <laughs> that one's for Josh. <laughs> Thrills and chills. Talia Blanton could scare you to death. She writes horror stories, stories that often give her friends starring roles. 
Everyone loves Talia's terrifying tales until they start to come alive. One by one, Talia's friends become Talia's victims. Is Talia making her stories come true? Or is someone trying to turn Talia's real life into a horror story? But does she though? I know. Does she really? Does she ever really write anything? No, not did anything. She, did she ever? She doesn't even write her own homework. Also, does everyone right. love She's her not horror a stories? Or is it really just one person? Maybe two. Um, yeah. It's like two. I feel like you can't really count what's his name, Seth, because of course he likes them. Like, he's the one writing them. he wrote them. So, like, the only person who actually yeah. likes them Good is point. the other dude. Rudy. Oh, how Rudy? cute. Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. And Ru- Rudy was nice, but he didn't seem super smart. No, he was just, like, you know, that guy who really, really wanted to join. Oh, my God. But his name is Rudy, oh. and he just wants to be on the Notre Dame football team. <laughs> Oh, now he's definitely Sean Astin. Oh, yeah, and then they're going to sure. patronize him by letting him in the club just because. <laughs> no, wasn't he like dating what's her name? I don't know anyone's yeah, name. Oh, he's dating Mara. I finished this book three days ago, so I forget everything. Okay. <laughs> he was dating Mara, but I think she was only dating him because Seth was like, yeah. nah, peace. Yeah. It's like. Probably. You know, every high school club that's, like, crazy incestuous that you just, like, date whoever's in the club. And then you break up with somebody and date the next closest person. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So the cover. um... All right. There's there's only one thing. Tia or Tamara. Tia and Tamara. (laughs) Which one is it? And do they remember posing for this? I don't know. Because that's definitely one of the Maury uh, twins. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. For sure, for sure. Also, that ghost, real, real cool. Like. Agreed. Who's ghost She looks is it? like. It's from the From story. the first story. Uh, yeah, the first yeah. story. Mm-hmm. She's the bride yeah. or whatever. Those stories were actually pretty sweet. Yeah, they. That first one was really good, and there was another one that was really good. Um, I felt like they were definitely very tense. You know who the... I feel like... Sorry, I was just looking it up, but do you know who that ghost makes me reminds me of? Feruza Balk from The Craft. Really? Oh, yeah. A little bit. No. It does have that no. look. A little mm. bit. Sorry, um, Michelle. I really want... <laughs> I really want Stein to put out a, like, a book of short stories, but only, like, one-page stories. Like, get in there, kill somebody, get out. For sure. Into it. Because I think he's he's really good at that. Yeah, just murder a bunch of people, and that's it, Bob. Like, no dialogue. I'm for it. Like, please, no dialogue. No internal (laughs) dialogue, no external dialogue. I don't want to know what people think. Or say, I just want you to murder people. Agreed. <laughs> okay, I do have a question, though. Uh, the blonde. Is that a disgusting uh, vest? Damn it. 
<laughs> I was going to say, there's disgusting vests everywhere here. <laughs> Both of them wearing a disgusting vest. I don't know if the blonde's wearing a vest. I think it's like a crocheted cardigan sort of thing. No, it's a vest. Look on the very oh. left. Look at her left, her right arm. You can see this. Our left? Yeah, our left, her right. You can see the like, sleeve there. Her, yeah, but the there's... Red part. There's, like, a little bit of orange coming through. Otherwise, it'd be black. She's wearing a red, no. like... She's wearing a red, a red shirt. dress or a shirt. She's wearing a black shirt. No, it's red. It's maroon. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think it's black. And then, like... Let me see... Let me see your book cover, Cass. I'm covering the girl up. It does sort of look black. Nope. I, I definitely made it definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, it's red. See? Uh, it looks a little bit more maroon. Mine is genuinely from it's a maroon. library. Yeah, it's like a maroon. Like, I, it has the, like, little sleeve in the front. Yeah. Nice. Mine was originally Ashley Wright. Yeah. It belonged to her. Yeah, she uh, desecrated the book by writing her name in it. Rude. Uh, but I also want to find her and ask her because she crossed off books in the list of Ooh. R.L. Stein books. And I want to, like, I want to know if she ever finished, like, the collection. She was obviously keeping track of which ones she was reading. Yeah, was there a lot crossed so, off? Um, two, four, no, just Erica. six. Did she read the saga? So I... Uh, no, she didn't. She hasn't she read, read very many. Overnight. No. She read The Overnight, The Wrong Number, First Date, Bad Dreams, The Throw Club, obviously, and Party Summer. Oh. She so, read some ones that we haven't read yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know, like, did she finish them? Did she like them? I Ashley, I if you're... Give us she her... clearly liked them. She read more. She clearly liked them, or she wouldn't be keeping reading in them and keeping track. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who was keeping track of which books they had read in, like, 1990-whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> is our kind of people. True. I, 94. I think mine's from Walden Books because there's no sticker price tag on it, and this is one of my original ones, so I'm going to oh. guess I got it from there. Because if wow. it was from Farmore, it would have a Farmore sticker on it. Is that where you yeah, bought them? Far more. Which my mom tried to act like it was like so expensive, and the price tag say like one ninety nine. Like, really, two two freaking dollars, mom. Really, wow. she like shamed me for it. You read these so fast, and I have to keep buying them. So expensive. Two dollars, Pam. Nowadays, books are like thirty five dollars. I know. I'm like, I want to be like, Pam, let's talk about my son, like how much money I have to spend on my son to read books. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Like it's right? nothing compared to the $2 books used to buy me. Michelle, get him a library well, card. Well, he likes graphic novels, so it's like even more expensive. Those. Oh, I know, but they only have like certain ones and then he wants like, as soon as it comes out, he's like, I want the new one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's like hard for me to say no because it's fucking reading. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, Plus you're, you're like same kid. Same. Yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get I, it. I can't justify like Right. 
I do I do what you mean. I do know what you mean about graphic novels though. It's like the same price as a regular mm-hmm. book, but it mm. just you re- read it so much quicker that I feel like you're not really getting your money's worth. It's even worse if you're reading comics like by the mm. issue. I refuse right. to do that right. because they're like $4 yeah. and it's 10 pages. Right. And I'm right. like I can't afford this. Luckily Cole yeah. like that's why Oh, I was going to say, that's why I only read it by the volume, and I just go into Barnes & Noble and read through the whole thing. <laughs> oh my leave. god, you're terrible. <laughs> I get it from the library, and I read by the volume. What about cool? I can't be trusted with library books. That's how I got all those crazy finds back in Pittsburgh, yeah. is comics. Well, I get it through Hoopla, usually. <laughs> I've been doing that lately. But luckily, Cole, like, if he likes a series, he'll like reread them like a whole mm. bunch. So... Me too. I'm so, a reader. Like, he likes to, good. like read graphic novels over and over again, which like I can see it's it's, it's something like visual to look mm-hmm. at rather than just like rereading it, you know. So I can see like yeah. how it's more. Do you reread? Uh, I you I read? just started re not really, but I since I got into audio. I've been rereading, like, all my favorite books on audio because it feels like a different experience, even though it's, like, bringing me back memories. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's what I've been right. doing. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like when you – one of your favorite books comes out as a movie. You go see it even though you know the story. It's a cause... different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I'll ever reread yeah. books, like, to sit there and read them, but, like, audio booking, yes. I like – I really, really like to do that yeah what about you Cass I used to I used to reread a lot more and I used what I used to do a lot is like if the last book in a series was coming out I would reread the whole series but now now I I haven't done that like um I recently read the last book in the Diviners series and like I didn't reread any of those books before I just like dived right into King of Crows so I just I feel like if I'm going to take the time to read and experience something, I want it to be something new as opposed to something that I've already done before. But I used to do it a lot and I like doing it, especially if like I'm in a, a reading slump. It's nice to read a favorite book to like get back into the, the swing of things and be like, oh, yeah, this is why I like reading. This is what I like about books. But lately, I just haven't really done it as much. I reread a lot. I, if it's a book or if it's a story I love, like I want to experience it more than once. Yeah. And especially, um, I also reread a lot of favorites when I'm like, my anxiety is really bad because it's like, it helps Mm me, um, if I already know the story and there's no surprises and I know there's nothing to get stressed out about. So I love rereading. I just feel like there's so many books that I want to read before I die. And if I take the time to like reread a book that I'm, then I'm not reading a book that I could have read before I died. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel too, but not not so much a like read before I die, but just Well, I just keep thinking like I'm going to die someday with a room full of books that I've never read. And that's really sad to me. That is sad. 
But it's going to happen no matter what I do, no matter how much I read, because I'm always going to keep accumulating. Yep. So. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's just like whatever. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else to say about the cover? Uh, no. I just really like the sister sister throwback. Agreed. Yeah. Let's jump into it then. Okay. Michelle. So. Tia and or Tamara, whichever one it is, a.k.a. Shandell Carter, is walking along Fear Street and hears, like, the mutated animals in the distance. It's dark and she's scared. (laughs) Did you guys know, did anyone read this before? No. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I didn't remember. Oh, I didn't think I did until I got, like, into the second page. I'm like, this is a fucking story. <laughs> I remembered it. I, I was like, this isn't real. I didn't. And I I was like, if they kill the freaking Mori <laughs> twin, I'm going to be pissed. And then they did. And I was like, damn it. And then it was just yeah. a story. Yeah. I knew it was a yeah, story. Yeah. I, I really liked it. And I was like, all right, man. This is off to a good start. Mm. A death in the first chapter. Here for it. And then they were like, JK! Not so much. Psych. I mean, it wasn't too much longer. So she's thinking about how her and this girl Nessa got into a fight about ghosts. Like, Nessa said she saw a ghost and she didn't believe her. And then she was like, get out of my house. So it was dramatic. a really dumb fight. It was a dumb fight. Se- Something <laughs> about a pencil. I don't know. Seth does no. not know how girls fight. Like, he does yeah. not understand how girls fight at all. So, yeah. she stole her pencil and left. <laughs> and then she uh, is, like, regretting right. it because now all these animals, the were animals are creeping up on her and blah, blah, blah. And then um, she gets to the cemetery and there's smoke. And I was like, is it purple? Because <laughs> if it's purple, then it's for it's for reals but yeah. they didn't say i just assumed it was and because there was a purple sky and then smoke so purple smoke um sounds legit i'm i'm into it then like somebody's whispering her name and then all of a sudden like she feels she doesn't feel pain she just feels wetness and then she feels pain and then it's her throat's cut, and then she's bleeding, and she's reaching for something to save her. Which what would save her? Uh-huh. I, nothing. But, uh, yeah, and she grabs the pencil. The pencil. I love that. Duh. <laughs> yes. I thought that was great. You loved it. It came back full circle to the loved pencil. It. Yeah. Oh god. I was just in my head. I could just see like her reaching out for help, and the only thing it lands on is a dumbass pencil. I loved uh-huh. it. I was here for so, it. So, just so that right before she died, she could be like, I fucked up. <laughs> God I damn it. That. I did this to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I felt like she definitely did it to herself. And at one point, I was like, I'm not saying you should be haunted, but I'm not not saying it either. Yeah. Yeah. So, chapter two, basically, it's like, psych, it's just a story. Nobody died. Um, they're in a basement. There's five, no, six people in this 
club called the Thrill Club. What the fuck is this club? I think they it's just... just an excuse. For... It's just an excuse for them to like sit around while Talia like bullshits in front of them. Yeah, but it's like only her. Like, there's only one per. I thought it would be like. In my head, like, I read this before, so, but in my head, I thought they all yeah. wrote stories. Well, she says that that's what they do, but nobody else writes a fucking story. Right, and then, like, to the point where she has to have her boyfriend, when she doesn't have time to write a story, Seth writes them for her, because why right. can't he just write the okay. stories? I here's the thing. I call bullshit on that as well. What exactly is she doing that she doesn't have time to write these stories? Because it's not homework. Yeah, she's not doing you, her fucking Seth homework. Does- Seth does her homework. Like, what no. the hell is she doing? Right. She's not like, a, there was, she was like awake all night at one point, And I was like, bitch, what are you doing with your life? Nothing. Not doing her homework. Nothing. Not writing She's stories. Doing She's the, she was the worst. Like, I, I thought if they're going to have something called the Thrill Club and, like, she's the only one who yeah. writes stories, fine. But then maybe, like, somebody else was, like, into, like, horror movies yeah. and they would bring over, like, horror – and they would do that one night. And then, like, it would just be, like, a club that they like scary things and they would explore different yeah, yeah, yeah. parts of that. But it was just, like, Talia writes a story and they get together once a week to listen to it. And that's it? Yeah. That's a fucking club? Lame-ass club. That is not a club. This is a stupid club yeah. with a cool name. That's all this is. This is a stupid club with a cool name. Some cool short stories, though. Uh, yeah, decent. Um, so then they like they're sitting around. This whole chapter was like Bob's. Like, this is <laughs> probably the only chapter he wrote. Because this whole chapter was just, like, all these, like, like jokey, it bad was, dad jokes. There was yeah. terrible banter in this chapter. I was like, you're yeah. not good at that. It was like everybody was just j- going back and forth with these weird jokes that weren't jokes that were stupid. Yeah, they were like, haha, I burned yeah. you. And I was like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, she was like, do you know any dirty jokes? And she was like, a pig fell right. in the mud. <laughs> How old are you? Oh. It's like, is that, it's not funny. Yeah. They're all. <laughs> it wasn't funny in preschool and it's not funny yeah. now. Oh, I was, um, so they're also debating what the moral of the story is and like what her point of writing it, her air quotes, um, what the point of writing it was. And honestly, I can tell you the moral of this story. Do not stop to tie your shoes in a cemetery, especially if that cemetery is the Fear Street Cemetery. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. The only good line in this whole chapter was when they were talking about that and Ness was like, the moral is obviously... Yeah, always always believe me. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) always listen to me. (laughs) That was good. And I was like, well... Now I know you're going to be my favorite character. And she was. She was. she was the only yeah. one that didn't suck. Um, I yeah, liked Shondell. I was team Shondell so, at a oh. certain point. But mostly because I'm like, well, obviously she's going to fucking hate this story. She got killed in it. Like, what else would you expect from this girl? Mm-hmm. And I liked her sweet revenge plot. I would have liked it. But like she earned that. So did I. Um, I just, 
All I'm saying is that on Goodreads, it says that like some other dude is a ghostwriter for this book. It did say that. Yeah, I read that. Really? It did. Yeah, and it's like the only one. I think it's like one of the only ones that like actually admit to they, that. Yeah, and they I don't never know say that. Sh- yeah, and I don't know if that's true or not, or like I don't know if it. Oh, but wow. uh, if it was ghostwritten, I I think Bob wrote chapter two. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> or he he just gave a lot yeah, of notes like about chapter, like, chapter two. Chapter two is going to have these. The, you you can write it, dude. But these are the jokes that go in. Yeah. Because um, they were like, at one point, they're like, let's start a joke club. And I'm like, yeah, that's what he, that's what Bob wanted to do. That was probably his original pitch. It was like, there's a joke club. And they were like, no. <laughs> that's not going to work. That's stupid. Jokes, aren't, jokes don't lead to death. That's not, like, that's just not going to, it's not scary mm-hmm. enough. Although technically, a joke did lead to death in this one. Technically. Um, so, anyway, Shandell, sh- how are we pronouncing this? Shandell? Shandell? <laughs> I don't know. Half the names in this sounded like names I would have given to my Barbies. I'm going with Shandell because it's like Chantel. But I'm going with Shandell because that feels like with a American to me. Like, with my accent. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just, I say like A's okay. like that. That's just how I... Yeah, I prefer to say A's, like Shando. You say can't, <laughs> not can't. Um, so she's, like, pissed, and then Talia's like, you know, what's your problem? And then she basically is like, I don't understand why you're, why we're using our real names. Do they always use them, or is this the first time? They don't say. I think this is the first time. Oh, okay. Because that's fucked up. Um, it seems yeah, like the I don't, I, my question is like is this the first story that Seth wrote for her? I don't know because no, because doesn't she say in the beginning something about how Seth had written her last like two yeah, stories? Yeah, like he's or something? been doing it for a little while, and she feels yeah. bad. Yeah, maybe it's so just it's like not, a stupid. But like, Seth thing. is this the first time he wrote someone's real name? Because it doesn't really say that. I don't understand why she's reading his stories anyway. Yeah. Like, if this is a club where everybody writes stories that, and you don't have time to do it, just let somebody else do it. Like, right. why does she have to be the one? I don't know. Yeah. Like, let somebody else take a turn. Let Seth take a turn. He clearly is. Yeah, is she a fucking attention she's hog? A- like, she has to get all she's the She's a glory. serial plagiarist. Okay. She's the worst. Yeah. So, Seth's writing... So, yeah, and this is where it comes out that Seth's, like, writing her stories for her, and, mm-hmm. um... So, do you think he did tell Mara? She obviously knew. I know she knew, but do you think she guessed, mm-hmm. or do you think she, that he told her? I thought that they were in cahoots, so I thought he told so did her, I. but then they weren't, so I don't know. Um... As soon as they said that Seth wrote the story, though, I wrote in my thing, duh, Seth. Is the bad guy. Right. <laughs> they didn't really yeah, hide same. that. Okay. No. But um she's like, you know, you shouldn't be using our real names and she's like, it makes it more scarier. She's like, Well, don't be mad at I don't know, they start like arguing back this whole chapter is dialogue, terrible dialogue mm-hmm. of like them joking and them arguing back and forth and like nitpicking at each other, which 
girl fuzz. They, yeah. They're not friends. Nobody no, in this book I, is friends. Right. No. Like, this is really rude what they say to each other here. They all hate each other. I don't understand why they hang out. I don't either. They do. Because, like, okay, Seth and this also comes out here that, like, Seth and Talia are, like, dating. And Mara was Seth's girlfriend at, when they first started the club. But then he dumped Mara for Talia. So, obviously, they're all pissed at each other. And then, you know. And, oh, my God, the number of times Talia has to be like, well, I'm prettier than her. And yeah. I'm skinnier yeah. than her. And I'm like, you're a fucking oh, bitch. She's so <laughs> gross. Oh, so gross. She's so bad. I know. I kind of liked her. <laughs> you would. <laughs> so, um, oh, and then, like, he's, like, describe or R.L. Stein's, like, describing her here. And um, she has clear blue eyes. And I'm like, is and I'm like, it, is she a uh, Sweet Valley twin? <laughs> like, because that's a total ripoff of Sweet Valley. Clear blue makes me think of, you know when they do, like, the, um, like, uh, zombies and their eyes are kind of, like, milky, but you can still see their pupils Ew. a little bit? That's Gross. what I think. Gross. Well, I'm sorry, but. So, uh. They're, like, being bitchy to each other, and then Talia, like, pulls a knife out of her pocket and, like, stabs Shandell. That's a great prank. It's the only good prank Stein has ever written. Right. It really actually was a good prank. I was was not falling for it. I know it's been a few months, Bob, but end of the chapter, not falling for it. I thought it was just going to be a... I knew she wasn't actually stabbed. No, I knew she wasn't either, but I thought it was going to be, like, a, I, she held it, like, ima- yeah, imagined it. was, it, like, like, a, a dream fantasy. or something. Yeah, just, like, a fantasy. Yeah. I did not know it was going to be... A, it was a faith knife. And, um... I, what a prank. I love how they're all su- surprised that, like, prop knives exist. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and, yeah, and Rudy's like, whoa, it's a and then clearly he's never been to a joke shop i don't know how anybody any of bob's characters hadn't got especially boy characters hadn't been in a joke shop oh yeah oh they've all been to a joke shop the joke shop gets so much business is rudy younger than them because like they make a joke about him being like little or I, he's short because talia, oh, okay so he is yeah. Ru- he is rudy yeah because talia says something about how she he's shorter yeah. than her but then apparently he's hot because she only likes guys that are dating mara right <laughs> yeah okay because they like right. joke about him being young or like yeah. being a baby of some sort like he's he's younger than them or something and then but they didn't like i couldn't tell if they were joking because they're just stupid fair <laughs> <laughs> so then yes. uh like she's like don't be mad or Shandell's like Shandell she's like oh she gets fake stabbed and then she's like all freaked out and then Talia's like don't be mad and she's like I don't get mad I get even and I'm like yeah bitch yeah loved it team Shandell right here and she does get even for a second so then um people leave Oh, no. First, Rudy says, Talia, you're going to be a best-selling horror author. Like, yeah, if, uh, you know, someone writes a novel and leaves it on their, like, on her computer for her. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and she's going by the name R.L. Stein. But uh, everyone leaves, and this is where, like, Mara and Seth are, like, canoodling. <laughs> That's when I thought, like, oh, they're totally <laughs> in on whatever's happening, but... I don't know what I mean, that was. I mean, they kind of canoodled throughout most of the book. Yeah. He was just using Talia, which is fair, because I think she was just using him. Yeah, for sure. Because she, like, sees him sitting there, like, to do and she's all like, I'm not even homework. jealous. Like, I could, give a sh- I could give a fuck. I just want him to do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> do you think Talia and Reva Darby are friends? Could be. I no, like because they're too like much it. alike. And Reva Darby oh, doesn't have right. friends. That's that's true. Right. Neither does Talia. She just has her cousin who she thinks likes her, but definitely does not. They're both bitchy, pretty, rich stock characters. Right. Yep. Um, so then everyone does leave, and... She's, like, being like, I really want to break up with him, but his dad died, and it's just, like, bad timing. Okay, his dad Um, died three weeks ago, and she's like, he's been so sad lately. Yeah, she's like, I wish he could just snap out of it. It's been less than a month, you bitch. I know. I hate her. I hate her more than I hate Reva Darby. Oh, that's hard. At, At least Reva Darby doesn't pretend to be nice. Yeah, this girl thinks she actually is, like, normal. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hate her, um, but I will say this, in to play devil's advocate, so many people die in Shayside that you really, like, have to just move on in two weeks because somebody else is about to die. So, you know, in, in her defense, she's just yeah, but- like, somebody else died yesterday. Get over it. I feel like... I feel like there's a difference between randos dying or, like, classmates and your dad. Yeah. There is. But she's just, she don't give a fuck. So, he's like, I, everyone leaves and then he's like, oh, like, come up to my room and I need to show you something, blah, blah, blah. So, they go up there and he's like, remember when, like, my dad died and there was a tape playing? Well, he listened to this tape and... He's, like, about to play it, but then they see Mara, like, spying on them. And then she's like, I didn't know she lived right next door. I'm like, when did this fucking club start? You don't even... How? Right. How did you not know? How do you not know where this girl lives? like, I missed that other meeting at your house. I'm like, you've only been to his house once? And, like, they were (laughs) dating, and you don't know that your your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend that you hang out with all the time lives right next door to him? She's dumb. So. Yeah. Also, going back to mm-hmm. this dead dad tape stuff, I knew that was going to come back yeah. later on. Like, you knew that was not just, like, a reference and then we move on from there. And at one point, I wrote, is this, like, a ring no, scenario? This is, like, I thought this was uh, 99 Fear Street, the second horror. Like, part two. Um, I actually have a comment in here about how I wonder if his dad and uh, the 
family from 99 Fear Street either were yes. friends or, or actually my theory is yes. that they, the dad from 99 Fear Street, the second whore, replaced his Seth's dad after he died. Oh, because whenever happened, he got a new job. Second, what happened first, this or that? I don't okay. know. I wrote that Doctor like Varner or whatever worked. What, they worked together, and that New Guinea must be near the fictional island of Mapalo. Poor New Guinea. Like they did not deserve <laughs> being a plot device for freaking R.L. Stein. No, this was here. I was Always. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Why is that always New I Guinea? Don't know. I think it's like a fun word to say or something. It just sounds ex- like tribal or something, I guess. In yeah. Bob's it, mind. Mostly I just think In of Bob's things. mind, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, or the, the ghostwriter's <laughs> mind. Um, so he plays this tape and. It's like chanting of some sort from his dad's work in New when he went to New Guinea and was like studying. He's an anthropologist and like studying this tribe or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. so he plays it for her, and it's called a. It's written on the tape, transfer tape. And, and she doesn't ask, "Hey, what is this?" Right, and what does that mean? it's she hears it and it like gives her a headache and she has to cover her ears and and then he Seth goes into like a catatonic state she has to shake him out of it and then she has to tell him how she really really hates it why do they use the word really all the time and totally because <laughs> it's like the 80s okay so she leaves and then she's, like, in her story, and she's walking through Fear Street, or down Fear Street, like, past the cemetery, which doesn't really make sense because yeah, all the where maps, cemeteries at the end. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense why she's walking past the cemetery when, on the map, it's at the very end of, like, a dead end. Right. Yeah, but the map doesn't really make sense either, no, so. I know. So, she's walking down... The cemetery, or past the cemetery, and then she, like, starts hearing things, and she's like, um, I'm on Fear Street, what am I doing? And then she's like, oh, like, I, there's all these stories, but I don't believe them. Why don't they believe them? Because they're stupid. Like, people die every fucking day day in Shadyside. Teenagers, like, every day in Shadyside, and they all have connection to Fear Street. In some way. I think they flashy thing them. They have to. Yeah, they like, have oh, to. Oh, these stories. Like, I don't believe these stories. Yeah. Like, they definitely flashy thing them. And why does a doctor live on Fear Street? Like, a professor. Aren't these supposed to be, like, run-down houses? True. It's weird. That's a good point. Um, so... She's walking past the cemetery, and then um, she trips over a tricycle, which, that's fucking creepy. And then... An abandoned <laughs> tricycle. Who? Yeah. I thought we decided kids weren't allowed to live on fish. <laughs> yeah, right. not. Yeah. 
And At least it wasn't face- like a tricycle that was moving on its own, because that's fucking creepy. It could have been. That would have been better. It should have been that. I'm, that's how I imagined it. <laughs> Just like so then driving she- on the street with nobody on it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just like slowly, just mm-hmm. squeaking. Uh huh. As it turns, <laughs> the things yeah. are turning, that been but awesome. there's nobody sitting on it. Uh huh. So that she falls over the tricycle, which appeared out of nowhere because it was rolling. Um, and she falls on her face, and then she like someone like come, the footsteps get like right on top of her, and she's like ah, and then it's Shandell being like. Payback's a bitch. Gotcha, bitch. How do you like me now? It was was really good. good. It was good. Like I said, Team Shondell. I'm still Team Ness Ness because she doesn't have time for anybody else's bullshit. Yeah. And then she, like, basically tells her right then and there, like, you don't even like Seth. Why why are you even with him? And then... And she's right. Okay, it's the next day, and she's going to school, and she sees Jade and Dina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jade and Dina. That was exciting. cool. And then she, Jade and Dina are, like, standing by her locker, and, like, she walks in, and what's-his-face is, like, standing there waiting for her, and she's like, oh, God, him. And I'm like, you just were went off like in your head about how he's been ignoring you and all this shit and not even barely talking to you now he's like waiting for your locker and you're like you like what she's the worst and then she literally runs away from him yeah she like turns around and beelines it down the hall and then she gets accused of cheating and then she's like I can't believe this is happening well you're cheating bitch right yeah So here's my thing that, like, I feel like all the characters in this series are unlikable main characters. Like, they're, but, like, I like. Sometimes there's good ones. I agree to disagree. Um, But I, I like unlikable characters. I think unlikable characters can be incredibly interesting. But you need to explain their motivation. And you need to know why they're the way that they are. But I feel like in these books, they're just brats for no reason. And Talia is a brat. And I don't know why. She's just a fucking bitch. There's no was excuse. Sc- was, There's no reason. Was- was Bob's son a teenager when he wrote these? Yes, because so. that might be the yeah, reason. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so. I think that I I see I hear what you're saying, but also like every book that was written for in this genre in the 90s like has the same characterization going on. Yeah. Like there aren't char- there weren't characters back then that were like developed. It was just like this is this kind of person and this is that kind of person. Yeah, YA in the 90s was not as no. The bar wasn't that high. I guess so. No. It wasn't. So, um, I guess so. 
I mean, I've yet to find one, and I've been rereading like a lot of different series that I've that I read back then, and I have yet to find one that has like normal characters where it's a real person and not like a stock character. If anyone knows of any, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally taking recommendations. So, um, she thinks that like someone turned her in for cheating, and she thinks it's Shandell because of the her getting even thing. But she already fucking got even, and she was cheating. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> So now it's like the next meeting and everyone's late. And except for Nessa and Rudy, they're just like sitting there waiting for everybody else. And they're like, oh, this is how like cell phones would ruin this book. Right. Because Cause you're like, what them. should we do? Yeah. Or text them like, uh, hello. But they're like, what should we do? Should we call their house? And they're like, no, we'll just wait. We'll just wait. And then, um, Seth ends up showing up, and then, um, Mara, or not Mara, uh, wait, Mara shows up, and then Seth, and then, what's her face? Talia. And she's like, I don't know, I must have lost track of time. Yeah, and she's like, and they're like, freaking out, like, they're like, oh my god, it's 7.30, and I think the thing was supposed to start, oh shit, did you hear that? No. What? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, my computer did something. Um, so, uh, it's supposed to start, I think it was supposed to start at 7, and it's like, it's 7.30, and they're, like, freaking out. I'm like, they would fucking hate me. <laughs> they would. Yes. You would, you would get kicked out of Throw Club. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would totally, they would think I was dead every minute of the, every, <laughs> every single meeting. Like, because they thought. Sometimes Sometimes I think you might be yeah. dead. I always think that you're dead when we're traveling and you go off yeah, somewhere. I, I don't think a half hour late is like, oh, God, must be dead. Not for you, anyway. <laughs> That's on time for you. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> um, Talia shows up and they still can't find Shindel. They call her mom and she says she left. So then, like, they're like, let's just drive, like, from here to her house to, like, see if she's somewhere. And uh, they go out to get in the car, and then Talia has a blood stain on her sweatshirt. Also, Moira said she was late because she had to shower, and that's suspicious. When you you're who showers before? Seth said he had to like do the dishes or something. Yeah, yeah. It takes. I was just mostly like, I mean, I knew it was Seth, but I was like, you never shower. If you killed somebody, that's, like, a dead giveaway in a TV show. That, like, if they showered. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Why does Mara know what a bloodstain looks like? Like, immediately? Yes, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. She wasn't even sure. She wasn't even like, ew, what is that? She was just like, what up with your bloodstain? Right. Why do you have a bloodstain? Yeah. Yeah. So she's just like, I don't know. And then they get in the car and they're driving around and they decide to drive to Fear Street because apparently there's a shortcut from wherever Shandell lives to... That is not true. No, it's not. 
And there are no shortcuts on Fear Street. Oh, that's a good yeah, tagline. Unless, yeah, that is. <laughs> but um, there's no shortcuts, like from if unless Shindell lives on Fear Street, which they didn't say she did. No, there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts from one part of Shady Side to another part of Shady Side through Fear Street. No. Unless, there? unless there's a portal, you know how there's portals that lead yeah. to Fear yes. Street. Yes, portals. So they go down past the cemetery and then they see something and Mara jumps out of the car and then Also Rudy says Wait, wait, stop. Time out. Rudy says you have to hold your breath when you go through the cemetery and that is exactly what you have to do. Rudy is completely right. They are all wrong. Rudy is the right one here. He still dies. Well, he didn't have good luck. Yeah. Well, it didn't, yeah, it didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help. No. So, chapter nine, more no's. <laughs> and it's Shandell's dead, and she's being killed. Yeah. I also thought Moira was suspicious here because she knew exactly where to look. She was like, Let's look in the cemetery. Let's look over by this part. I was very yeah. suspicious of her. I know. She really should have been in on it. Yeah, she should have. I agree. It should have been like they fake broke up. Yeah. You know, that's what I was thinking. They fake broke up. They never really did. And that's why he's like been standoffish to her, not like wanting to make out and stuff because he's actually still. I like it. Yeah. I think that would have made sense. Yeah, and then they're, like, doing this to her because they know she's a bitch who, like, takes credit for other people's shit. Right. So they're like, this is what you get. That would have been, the like, the best twist here. Agreed. Yeah. That would have made this book better. So then, like, somebody got some legal advice here because <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, like, they're not being questioned without parents, like, and it's, like, fair, it made this like it's very yeah. like clearly stated yeah, right. like parents have to be there before they're questioned yeah, 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 so yeah. clearly somebody called him <laughs> up after certain books and was like this is not how this works or the ghost writer knows what's up oh yeah true <laughs> so they go to the police station and they're being questioned and then like but Talia's mom's a lawyer so because of course she is that helps yeah but then, um, to be fair, if they didn't have anything to hold them on. Wait, yeah. did they take her sweater for like testing or were they just like, no, nah. no. DNA was like baby in That's the baby true. phases back then. Yeah, I mean, but they, they probably, they, they would have tested for type. Yeah, they could have tested the blood for type. They yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess not. So, but they did know about the story. The police. They knew that she wrote the story and that the death happened the same way. Like, somebody must have told on her. Because yeah, Mara. They were, they were, like, questioning her for a long time. And she was like, if my mom wasn't a lawyer, I would have been there forever. It was definitely Mara. Yeah. So she, 100%. So Seth drives her home and then she goes inside and then, um, well, they make out first because why not? And then um, she goes inside and then, like, oh, my God, her mom's like, go upstairs and change into pajamas and come down and we'll have some hot chocolate and talk. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be a kid again. Like, 
I want my mom to make me hot chocolate and like take care of everything and make it all better. Damn it. Um, so then uh, she goes upstairs to do get pajamas and then she finds, oh, not just any pajamas, a nightgown. Yeah. And then she finds like a bloody knife in her of course. drawer. And then she's she doesn't tell the cops because she doesn't want to confuse them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not suspicious. She just wrap, she wraps it up in a newspaper and throws it out. Yeah, she was also like, I they're just so annoying. They asked me so many questions earlier and like I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Right. So I'm gonna go ahead and not tell them about a bloody murder weapon I found. Also, she doesn't tell them that Seth wrote the story. Like right. that would have been yeah. the first thing out of my mouth. I'd have been like, I didn't even write it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like what? I don't understand that either. Like Yeah. That's how you know she just, like, wants all the credit, because she's not even going to be, like, you know. But I didn't write it. Right, that's that's how you know she's, like, a a hardcore plagiarizer. Right, yeah. Because she's willing to go to jail for murder. (laughs) Right. She'd rather rather go to jail than have people find out her secret. Yeah. (laughs) So she tells Seth about the knife, and um, he's like, well, how do they, you know... Like, how do, we were all at the police station, so it couldn't be any, any of us. And then she's like, well, somebody's, like, setting me up. And um, they go to the funeral, and then afterwards they go out and um, to Alma's coffee shop. And yeah. they order food and don't eat it. And then she- right, which is like the hallmark of Talia throughout this entire book. I don't understand. If you're not hungry, fine, whatever. Don't fucking order food. Don't order if you're not hungry. Right. So wasteful. We didn't care about that kind of stuff in the nineties. Okay. <laughs> it- I think she's never hungry because her mom keeps force feeding her breakfast. Yeah. And cocoa. Yeah. Hey, no one has to force feed anyone cocoa. That's just... Uh, so that's when... Ma- and then Mara starts, like, questioning her about the blood on her shirt and being like, well, you know you had that blood. And she's like, it was ketchup. And maybe this is how you know it's a ghostwriter because it's actually ketchup and not catsup or whatever. Oh, yeah. So... um It's Saturday night, and she's, like, sitting at home, like, waiting for her phone to ring, like a weirdo. And Seth like ends up, or she calls A person in the 90s. I guess. I guess. Right? Well, except that she's just staring at the phone, hoping it rings instead of picking the thing and calling up. somebody, yeah. I know. It's not even like it's, like, oh, I hope he asks me out kind of thing. They're already dating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like she just constantly has goes back and forth from being like super needy and being like he's ignoring me to being like oh my god you're so smothering. Like, <laughs> which one is it? No wonder he frames her for murder. I know. <laughs> so she ends up. She does pick up the phone and calls him and uh she just had to agonize it for three paragraphs to torture us 
and uh, there was supposed to have. But it's like fear straight paragraphs, so it's really like two sentences. True. But then she like calls him, and he picks up, and she's like, "We were supposed to have a date. Like, why are you not? Like, why were you? You not only is he your boyfriend, but you guys also had fucking plans, and you weren't gonna call. You were gonna just sit there and wait. Like, it doesn't make sense. But anyway." So, she's like, no, no, I can't. Because he was fucking Mara. He was. Like, even though that's not what he was there, oh. Even though that's not what ends up happening in this book, that is what was happening. I know it. But he's like, my mom's sick. And then she's like, oh. I'm getting blown off again. And then uh, the, the police come. And they're like, we need to question you about something, but, like, your parents aren't here. So, more legal things. Yep. And they're like, did you just call Chandel's mom? And she's like, no. And then she's like, well, she's saying you just called her and said that you killed her daughter. Which, how did this happen? Because yeah. he hypnotized her to do it. But when? Maybe. On the phone? Probably. Okay. I thought they had to be... Like, they don't have to be in the same room for him to do the I'm leaving think, my body thing? I think she he just needed her to hear it that one time. I guess. Oh. Now he can, like, after she heard the chance the one time, now he can control her whenever he wants yeah, to? Yeah, that's how I understood I it. I think okay. so. Okay. So now it's, you know... They're at school, and she's, um, everyone's, like, staring at her because they've all heard the rumors that she, like, confessed to killing her, and... Did did the police not check the phone records? That's what I said. It'd be very easy to check up on. That's what I was thinking. Like, just, yeah, I don't understand. So then she, like, jumps up and runs out of the cafeteria because, I don't know, and then, um... She goes to the gym, and Rudy's there, and then he's just, like, being so nice yeah, to her. Yeah, so I really could out. not miss. Um, <laughs> he said one nice thing. She's like, <laughs> let's hook up. Yeah. So they, like, they start making out. Somebody opens the door and sees them. And Obviously they don't see it was who sick. it was. And they just decide... Yeah, I thought it could have been Mara. I didn't know. Because I thought they were in on it together. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was one of them. So, um, more with right. the uh, not eating. And then she's back at school and uh, she sees Nessa like flirting with Seth. And she's like, how dare you? And she's like, well, you said you were You like- made out with someone! Uh, yes, right. Herbe. You're yeah, the cheater, that. Talia. Yeah. You're the cheater. Yeah, but also, but also, this is another like, this is another confirmation that none of these people are friends right. because even if she did call her and say I'm done with him, you can have him, like she would be like, what? Like I don't want to date your boyfriend. We're friends. Like what are you even talking about? Also, at what point did Ness like make any sort of advance at? to Seth or, like, even indicate she was interested. And why is Seth interested in Ness? Like, he doesn't... 
he's got two girls he's manipulating right now. Does he really need a third? No, I don't understand this part. Well, they do explain about Nessa because they say that, like, she, like, just flirts with everybody. So it's like, well, she oh, was like, okay. last week it was the wrestler. This week, this well, week, it, or the week before that, it was a guy from college. Well, like, then why is Talia mad at all? Like, if she's just a flirt, then she's just a flirt. Who cares? That's how she treats everybody. Yeah. Well, because she says, I thought she was my friend. Well, no. you're stupid. None of these people are friends. So then, um, she's like, you told me you were breaking up last night, and then I could have him. And she's like, we did not talk on the phone last night. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we did. And then they, like, argue, and Seth's like, well, I don't know what to believe, I, you know. So he, like, walks off. And then that night, Talia's parents go to the Neighborhood Improvement Association <laughs> meeting. What is this? It's something rich people do. I know, but is it like, are they like trying to improve the no, whole they town, including Fear Street, or just the town? I think they're trying to get, they're trying to get Fear Street declared like its own town yeah, to make like the rest of Shady, Shadyside better. Yeah. yeah, that would make Agreed. the rest of the rest um, of Yeah, better, I feel right? like this is the kind of shit that happens in, like, the North Hills. There's no, like, Fear Street neighborhood improvement community group. It's, like, fucking... You know. No. No. But that's the only area that needs it. Right. Well, that's why they don't have it. Uh, right. You never well, make, like... You never try and help the the block that needs it. Oh, okay. Come on, man. That's not what white people do. (laughs) So, the the Fear Street, like, but that is totally true, though. Like, the way to solve the problems of this town would be to send all, like, to build a a completely, like, separate school. (laughs) Yeah, and send all their kids to a certain school and just, like, let them kill each other. I'm telling you. And then everybody else would... Put a bubble around Fear yeah. Street. Maybe that's how the portals got there. Somebody tried to, like, yeah. lock it off from everything else, <laughs> yes. and Fear Street was like, nah, bitch. Yeah. Ancient <laughs> Evil was like, nah, 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 nah. Not on my watch, <laughs> motherfucker. Right? So, uh, she, okay, they go to the neighborhood watch thing, and then, uh, or whatever it is. And, um, she's, like, trying to do her homework. And she's like, I can't believe I have to do my own homework. God forbid. But somehow she got into UC Berkeley. (laughs) Even though she... Yeah, what the fuck? She is not going to Berkeley. No. Like, did Seth take her SATs? Oh my god, I bet he did. (laughs) So, um, she's like, I want to call and tell him, but he's mad at me. So I'll just keep doing my own homework. And then... God. God forbid. She opens, someone knocks on the door, which, ugh, who knocks? And then, uh, <laughs> I saw this welcome mat that I really, really want. It says, like, text me when you get here. There's no need to get the dogs involved. <laughs> okay, this is You 19- should get that. Yeah. This is 1994, though. Nobody's texting. No, God, can you believe that we live, we grew up in an era where people, like, you just did not know who was knocking, like, like you didn't. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. 
we like went through some times, man. That's that's one of those. Try things. explaining that to your kid. Right. That's what I was gonna say. That's like one of those things that I feel like periodically there's this question on Twitter about like what did you experience growing up that kids today wouldn't understand? And I usually answer about dial up internet and your parents yelling Mm -hmm. at you to get off the internet because you're tying up Mm -hmm. the phone line. But that's a really good one too. That like, you know, people just showing up at your house and knocking on your door unannounced. Yeah. Also having to plan a time and place to meet people instead of just being like, I'll text you when I get there. Oh, yeah. I know. I just, yeah. I always and- like tell my mom that it's like, that she's like, she had it so much better than me as a parent because there's so many more things that we have to worry about. But then the other day I like thought about like, holy shit. Like I didn't know where my kid was for two minutes and I, I thought he was kidnapped for, it was only for two minutes. I thought he was kidnapped, but he wasn't obviously. <laughs> and I, it was like panic. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, there had to be so many times where my mom did not know where I was because you can't. Yeah, but that was normal yeah. then. She was probably like, eh. I guess, but I just feel, I'm like, oh my God, my mom had to go through this on a regular basis where she like would not know where I am and had to just sit there and wait because there's nothing else you can do. Especially you because you probably said oh, that yeah. all the time. Because when I was growing up, like I had, I was one of those people who was like, nothing is going to happen to me. I am fine. Like, right. yeah, that shit happens, but not to me. Not to that's me. Who, that, that's, that was my personality, so. I guarantee you I wasn't being like, oh, I better make sure to let my mom know that I decided to do this instead of coming home. <laughs> no, I did not. So I was like, oh, shit, maybe I didn't have it. Maybe my mom <laughs> didn't have it that much easier. <laughs> but, like, what kind of monster knocks on a door? Just, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, so she opens it and it's Seth with like a mask and he scares her because, you know, his dad has all these things like fucking the guy from 99 Horror or 99 Fear Street. Fear Street has taught me to never date a guy whose dad is an anthropologist. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) For sure. Or an anthropologist. Or, right. right. So he pulls off the mask and he's like, you don't have to have a cow or something like that. Yeah. um, Yeah, I like that she legit said, don't have a cow, man. (laughs) (laughs) So 90s. And um, he like puts the mask down and um, they're supposed to go to a meeting at Rudy's tomorrow and they're like talking about it. And he's like, well, I'll write you another story. And uh, and she doesn't say no. Yeah. And just... Oh, shit. Does he... Uh, wait, is this where he, she reads the story? Oh, she tells him about Berkeley. And he's like, don't leave me. Yeah, it's not about and you, people Seth. You need to Her murder. getting into college is not about you. Well, yeah. he's like not even actually. I'm like, did you guys really think you were gonna make it, like, in college, no matter where you guys go, for else. So, um, he gives her the oh, he gives her the story. He's like, I did, I wrote you a story. So, it, she apparently reads the story. We just don't know that's what she's doing, because the next chapter starts with like her with Rudy, like setting up. Uh, 
this party and fucking like he's I guess every time he has a party he like hangs something from the ceiling to scare them which how many things could you do it's like one like a fake body that's it like okay it's not gonna yeah I feel like that's a one-time gag like next time not scared. <laughs> right but anyway, so he's like, what are they going to do this time? And he's like, I'm going to fucking use the dude from Goosebumps. Slappy. Yes! Yes! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, oh my god, we're having a Goosebumps crossover. I did not know that this was yes. a thing. Yes. I was like, 100%, this is Slappy, right? Yeah. Very cool. This was the coolest part of the book. Um... So he's getting the noose ready for Slappy, and like Slappy's like s- sitting there fucking creepily smiling at him because that's what Slappy does. So and creepy. He tries to put the noose on him, but it's like too tight. So he like, or it's so he like puts the dummy down and like has to measure it with his own head. And then all of a sudden it starts tightening, and the chair like falls out, and he dies. And then the next chapter is like, oh my god, this story is great. So, uh... Was this the... Was there also a brother in the story? We had a little brother who wanted to go into the closet. Or, like, who wanted to be there, too. And he was like, alright, you can listen from the closet. Did that... Yeah. That happen in the story? Okay. I really thought he was gonna accidentally pick up the brother. And that he was going to, like, be uh, like, why is the dummy so brother. heavy? And then he, like, it was just the brother being quiet. And, like, I got to be honest, I was a little relieved it wasn't the brother. Because that's how I yeah. saw that story going. And, like, that's fucking traumatizing, man. Ooh, that's too, that would not happen in a Fear Street book. Christopher Pike, Maybe. Yeah, I was like, that's too traumatizing. I was, like, not prepared for that. Yeah. No. So you were not about this story? And, like, you know how I am about suicide. Like, I hate suicide stuff. Like, fake suicide, like, not here for it at all. Like, not funny to me. Not about it. So, but I actually preferred that to accidentally killing your brother like that would have been terrible that would have been so traumatic so yeah also impossible because like what is his brother gonna just gonna let him do it without saying a word that was just that Mm. obviously it's a story so you know you gotta suspend disbelief a little bit but i assumed he was just gonna be like why is the dummy so heavy and the brothers just like being quiet because that's what he was told to do. Yeah. So it's a story. Uh, and she finishes reading it and she's like, okay, it was a really good story, but I really don't think I should read it because Rudy's name's in it. And last time I read about like someone's name and like it just doesn't sound like a good idea. And then he pulls out this like, reasoning from like i don't know like yeah and he's like but here's the thing if you read it then with the name then it's gonna be like you're innocent because 
it's like, see, I put people's names in it. Right. A guilty person wouldn't like, do that. I didn't get... Yeah. No. That's... So, yeah, he, like, convinces her that that's what she should do. And... Uh... Then, oh, she makes plans with Rudy to, like, go over early and help him yeah, set up for some reason. Because she wants to Mac with him more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Mora catches up with her on the way over there, and she's like, there's something wrong with Seth. Like, I've been spying on him through the window, and, like, he's doing all this weird stuff, and, like, pacing around and, and yet being a weirdo. And she's like, ugh, because you're, like, obsessed with him. <laughs> yet still nobody suspects Seth. No. So she gets to, she like blows her off and goes to Rudy's and then, and Mora doesn't say like, if that was my boyfriend I'd be, and she stole my last boyfriend, I'd be like, okay, Agreed. I'm coming with yeah. you. <laughs> like, you're not going to my fucking boyfriend's house by yourself. Especially bitch. since none of them are even friends, so. Right. Right. But she doesn't. And then, uh, they... Nessa shows up for the meeting, and they're all just, like, standing outside waiting, which is, like, so weird. Like, it's her bo- Mora standing there waiting. It's her fucking boyfriend's house. You can't uh-huh. go in. Apparently not. And she's like, no. She's like, it's rude to go in. Let's just walk I think, again. I and think then, uh, Rudy, Rudy's uh, parents hate her. Probably. So, they end up going, the door's open, and they end up going in, and they go downstairs, and surprise, surprise. Rudy is hanging. But she didn't tell the fucking story first, so I don't know how that's going to, like, yeah. play out. She didn't need to. She's there. I guess. Yeah. So then, yeah, they're like, Nessa thinks it's a joke, yeah. and he's just, like, fucking with them, but no. And then Tal- Talia, like, walks out of somewhere. I think she's, like, under the with, stairs. Like, Oh, okay. And she walks out, and she's, like, all dazed and being all weird, and then they look at her hands, and there's rope burns. Cut to, we're at St. Elizabeth's, a.k.a. Honestly, this should have been, this should have been the end, and then they should have, like, had, like, an epilogue where Seth, like, gives us his evil plan, and she's just stuck in the mental home. Would have been. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, that would have been good. I still don't know how she didn't go down for this shit. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea how oh, she didn't go I down have, for yeah, any of this. I have thoughts. Yeah. So, anyway, Seth comes and visit her, visits her in there for, like, a second. And um, she's, like, telling him she's going to get out in a couple days because her mom. And, um... <laughs> Is her mom, like, bribing a judge? Maybe. Is that what's happening? I guess. Because, um... They think she murdered somebody. How is she getting out? Two people. Yeah, I don't know. So then, uh, and they have like right. serious proof about the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, he leaves and then she like sees him and Mara in the parking lot being all like lovey lovey. And I'm like, they're fucking in on it together. They are in on it together. Yeah, they they should have been. They I are. also really I just, wanted. I'm yeah. He just like forgot to write I also that part. really wanted <laughs> the ancient evil. So, uh Okay. 
then there's this like weird scene about like where she thinks Rudy and Shondell have come to like kill her, but it's not them. It's just like randos. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. So you don't know what your supposed friends look like to such a point that <laughs> random people in your mental hospital look like them. I think it's just like she's so crazy right now. She just like hallucinates things. Uh-huh. She's so crazy they let her out in three days. Yeah. So um, she gets out and um, Talia calls Seth and's like, "Come over. We need. To, I need to see you." And he goes over and. Uh, Oh, this is another story. Yeah. Right? With oh, the shrunken the last head. Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she calls Seth. She gets out. She calls Seth, you know, has him come over. And then she's like, oh, uh, everyone thinks I'm a killer. And, As you are. And he's like, well, that's not true. And she's like, well, I just can't take it anymore. And she goes over to, like, a cabinet and pulls out two objects that look like coconuts and she turns them around and they're the heads of Shandell and Rudy and she's like these are my trophies and I need another one. that doesn't make you sound like a serial killer. And then this is where we find out it's a story and she's like there's no way like I'm not reading it. For real? Yeah they're gonna have another meeting and. Why are they still having meetings? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like give it up. A, there was only, like, six of them to begin with, so... It was barely a club. Yeah. To begin with. So, like, I don't understand the obsession with keeping it going. Why is Ness and Mara going over there fully believing that Talia murdered their friends? I don't know. Like, no way would I just be like, yeah, let's go over to her house. Nah. And how is she reading the story and not immediately being like, Seth, you're a fucking, like, every time yeah. you write a story, it comes true, and I like, just happen to be the one doing it, I don't remember, like, it's, <sighs> you're a demon. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, um, they come over, like, the people, and the rest of the club or whatever, and he's like, Mars, or, you know, lighten up, everybody, uh. Talia's going to read a story. I know all of our friends are dead, but Talia's (laughs) going to read another story about us dying. Right, because that's exactly what they want right now. So somebody else can die, too. Yeah. And then Ness is like, go ahead, I really missed your stories. No, you didn't. They kill people. (laughs) And then, so, so Talia has an idea, like, I'll read the story but when I get to the part where, like, they're supposed, it's supposed to be, like, Rudy and Shandell's heads, I'll just change it to be, like, regular shrunken heads. Uh, so she's reading the story, and she's going to change the ending, but then she gets to the ending, and all of a sudden, like, some weird buzzing thing happens in her head, yeah. and she can't say it. So she just says, like, the real story, right. and then they're like, what is wrong with you? Which is a good question. And and then and then like she looks over at Seth and he's like listening to a Walkman and like chanting and no one thinks anything. Everyone's just like Yeah, like how long has he been listening to that Walkman? That, I think like, the whole book, realized. to be honest. Like the whole time. Like, the whole book? Yeah. 
That's what I was wondering. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the whole book. Nobody right. noticed. Yeah, I think you've just been walking around school with that Walkman on and like chanting and being all weird. Everyone's just like ignoring it. Agreed. Seth being Seth. Everybody's like, yeah. His friend just <laughs> To be fair, there's probably a there's probably a lot of students at Fear Street doing similar things. Yeah. So he's just sitting there and they're just like, there. no one even is even like in the least bit concerned about that. They're just like, what's wrong with you, Talia? And she's like, hears in her head that she has to go get, the, that she needs another trophy and she has to go get this hacksaw. So she goes over to like the, wherever it is in the desk and gets out this saw and she like, then there's this like whole scene that like makes absolutely no sense because she like jumps on Namara and tries yeah. to like cut her neck, but then Nessa's involved and she's like going back and forth between the both of them, but neither one of them are running away. They're just sitting on the chair waiting for her or, to come back to them. Or like running towards her. Right. They, they eventually <laughs> do, but like, Yeah, and eventually they do, something. but it's like Talia like she Talia first attacks Mara, right. and you would think Nessa would, like, run out of the room and go call the cops or something, but she just sits there and, like, starts screaming, and then she, like, pulls on her arm or something, so she she leaves Mara there, goes over to, like, take oh, care yeah. of Nessa. Mara just continues to sit on this chair, like, waiting for her to come <laughs> back to finish the job, and then, and then she does come back and tries to finish the job, and then they get into a fight, and then... Uh, they end up pinning her down, and they're like, Seth, like, what are you doing? And now they're like, what are you doing? They should have been like that two weeks ago. Yeah. And then, um, all of a sudden, like, does he get, does he take it off? Like, how does, she comes out of it, but I forget how. I don't remember. Yeah. She it comes out of it, and she's like, what is going on? Why are you hurting me? Like, why are you on top of me? And they're like, where's the hacksaw? And she's like, what hacksaw? I don't, like, she has no memory of anything. Yeah, and she's then like, all of a sudden, the Seth is like, like, Nessa then is like, I'm going to call the cops. And then he's like, wait. <laughs> I know I didn't, like, help you during that whole thing, but now I'm going to explain to you why. Yeah. I need to give yeah. my villain's monologue. That's how she snapped out of it because he was like, I trusted, I have to do this myself. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, right. so he yeah. stopped controlling her. Yes. He like let her go. Got and he's it. like, my father escaped. He didn't die. And she's like, that's where? Yeah, yeah, I want to know that. I'm very confused about this. No, I don't, I don't get this whole chapter. Or... No. The explanation it's like makes the no sense. the thing that Cassie hates where and, the magic's not explained yeah. and doesn't have any rules. Why did the people of Papua New Guinea, or of New Guinea, I'm sorry, why did the people of New Guinea need to be able to transfer their mind into oblivion? That sounds no. like not helpful. So he's like, my dad didn't escape, he's not dead, and she's like, your dad is dead, and he's buried at the cemetery on Old Mill Road. I'm like, there's a cemetery on Old Mill right? Road? Like, hold up. And people that oh. live on Fear Street are gonna be buried not on Fear Street? That doesn't it's even make spreading. sense. It's spreading. There's another cemetery in Shadyside? Yeah, it's, it's spreading. It's spreading onto Old Mill Road now. There's too many oh, dead bodies in Shadyside cemeteries. That so. makes sense. 
Now they have to move on to Old Mill Road. That's why they have to keep shutting down the old abandoned, old abandoned mill. Yeah, I guess. So um, he's like, Ooh, like, Liz, let me explain this to you. So he runs out of the room and he and he get or he gets a, goes to the other side of the room and gets his Walkman and shows him her the transfer tape. <laughs> and he's like, my father escaped. He left his. It's a mind transfer. My father brought it home from New Guinea. If you chant along with the voices, your mind floats free of your body. My bo- my father played it and escaped to somebody else's body, and he never came back. Who? Yeah. Who's Shouldn't body? he be trying to track down where his dad went rather than to do all this? Right? And why is Seth so terrible that his dad had to, like, leave Aww. his body and find a I new one know. to get Aww. away from him? Poor Seth. Oh, it's true. What? It's true. No, Aww. not poor Seth. He is terrible, though. Yeah. So he's like, one night, did- I played the tape. I chanted. I found out that if I that I can, like, does he leave his body or he just controls her mind? Does he go into her body and make her do it? Or I guess, maybe. I don't understand. So is that what happens when he's chanting? He's... Wait, how is his body still chanting if his mind is left to go into somebody I don't know. Else's? Like, he's like, like, I guess he goes into like a, when you chant, you know, you go into like a, another state of mind, like, I don't know. I guess. So, he, he's like, I'm, he's totally butthurt over his dad leaving them, like, he's like, He's like, you know, it, like, totally messed me up. Like, my dad just left us. Okay, so you're going to kill everybody? Yeah. Apparently. This is such a, like... Like, this is... This is such a teenage boy, like... it's He's, he's such a fucking incel. Like, he's absolutely an incel. <sighs> right. So he's like, I listened to the tape. I figured out what my dad did. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, he left us. He's such a dick. And then I started thinking about you. And you don't care about me. You used me you for your math homework and to write your horror stories. And you don't care true. about me at all. Just like my father. Yeah. So also I, true. you were going to dump me for Rudy. I saw you guys making out. So now I'm going to, like, set you up for, like, going to jail for the rest of your life. She didn't make out with Rudy until after he already started killing people. Well, that's what she said. That She she brings that up. She's like, but I didn't even do that until afterwards. And he's like, well, Shandell's was an accident. Like, she was, go- he was, it was just going to be a Why prank. was, oh, right, because they grabbed the wrong knife. A, why were there two knives just hanging out for her, her to grab? And, right. right. Right next, next to each, each other. other the joke and why did the... they look exactly alike? He wanted, when he found out he could do it, he just wanted to, like, fuck with people. So he decided he was going to fake stab Chandel then again. He, but, right. Then he got the taste for Oops. But he, but he real stabbed yeah. her. But then, and then he liked yeah. it. Yeah. He did. And then he's like, but Rudy wanted to steal you away from me. Well, you don't like her anyway because you know she's using you, but okay. So. And Rudy was too dumb to think about stealing anybody. Like, he was like, 
No. Yeah. He was just He was just going nice along with things. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. He was just going with the flow. Exactly. So he's like, he had to go, and then um she's like, You used me to kill my friends? And he's like, they're not your friends. That's right. I used you like you used me. I floated inside your mind. So he does. He gets, he floated out of his body and inside of her mind. Somehow. And then um, he grabs a knife, and, <sighs> or I guess the saw. I don't know. Is it the hacksaw? Yeah. And then he's like, he escapes. He starts chanting again. And then all of a sudden, he's just like dead. He floats away. He escapes. To where? I don't know, but I have a theory. Yeah, but he says he's going to kill them. And then he just dies. Which is so anticlimactic. No follow through. They're like, grab him, stop him. And then he's dead. How would you stop him? I don't know. And also why? Just smash the cassette tape. Yeah, that would would be a start. That's true. That would be a good start. And then the epilogue is like, it's, oh, go ahead, Cass. I was just going to say it's something at least. But now he's dead. And now they're just like, yay, Saturday. Yeah, she's like. And now they're suddenly friends. Yeah, everyone's friends. Well, and she's suddenly off the hook because the cops had nothing on her. You killed two people. They have everything on you. Yeah. Yeah. What? Also, if you if you explain that, like, I actually do it. My boyfriend was possessing me. He listened <laughs> to this tape from New Guinea, yeah. and uh-huh. then he escaped out of his body, and I don't know where his consciousness went. You're going to fucking Arkham, like, right? That- yeah, like you're. They're not buying it. I mean, you no. just, especially she just had like a uh, seventy-two hour, right? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. One what, of those. What do I call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, she, they already is, are like, um, I don't know about you. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's like, they, how about all the charges against me being dropped? I don't think the court believed it, the truth, but they couldn't prove I killed anyone. Why would you tell them the truth? But how could they not prove it? Your hands. Yeah, they could have proven it. You actually killed them, so they could have proven it. Maybe she had a plea of insanity, and that's why she got off. But then she would be in a mental thing. Right. Nah, I think her mom was sleeping with the judge. (laughs) Maybe. So now they're all friends. The end. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would have been, it would have worked better if the cops, like, were never involved. Like, she never went to St. Elizabeth's. Like, then it would be a little bit more believable. Like, because then the friends could be like, we know Seth did it. We're not going to turn you in. Yeah. You know, I, the cops just never knew anything. I actually have some alternate endings that I think would have worked better. Okay. I think that either, like, or they could have worked well together. Like, first of all, Talia should have been convicted, and it should have ended with her, like, in the mental hospital after her conviction and then Seth shows up and Seth it tells her it was all me. Yeah. And that's the end. Or it should have ended with 
Seth escaping, but they should have done like a, an epilogue, like show me where he escaped into Mara. And now Mara has Seth's brain in her and she, she's going to go and like kill everybody. Uh. Or, or it should have ended with the epilogue of her Talia being in St. Elizabeth's and that last bit was a new story that she wrote. Ooh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're so much better. Yeah. Like, well, here's like a more Bob ending if he was going to do something different. It could have been like the dad was actually in Seth the whole time. Oh, yeah. That would have been. They buried his body, whatever. Yeah. But then he like leaves. Or they smash the tape, and then he, he instantly, like, leaves, yeah. and he's, like, back to normal, and they're all back together again and happy. Where does the person go whose body you take over? Like, is their brain and, still there? I don't know. Like, where are these people? Because they're still out, they're out there. The dad and Seth are somewhere. But we don't know where, and, like, we don't know what that person's yeah. doing while they're possessing them. Yeah. But we know what the possessed person experiences yeah. because Ta- right, Talia wakes up and she was like, how did I get here? What's happening? So if it were what you're saying where it was the dad, what would happen is Seth what being happened? like, right. yeah. whoa, what happened th- yeah. three weeks Which ago? Which has happened in like, another book, I swear to God. Oh, I'm sure it has. That's such a like fear Probably. street thing. Yeah, like, I, I, I swear, I feel like I read that book. Yeah. We've read that, a book like that. One of our, one of these books we've read, I swear, that was like, I have no memory of the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, the ancient evil shit. Yeah. Like, oh, quirky. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quirky. She's like, I have no right. memory. Yeah. Uh, Kimmy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like Secret Bedroom, maybe. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah but that's just because but... it was all a fever dream. That yeah, it was a fever dream. That never happened. Fever yeah. dream. Um, so, anything else about this stuff before I get to the counts? I don't think so. Everybody was just not great. Okay. There was only one sweater, no. and it was an oversized one, so that, that was... That, that might count as two. There were, ho- there were, however, one. Oh yeah, overall. I have fashion on a different, in a different. Yeah, fashion gets its yeah. er, sweaters get its its own thing. Yeah. So kills. I said two. Like two. Are we counting deaths in general? Like, are they dead? Are you talking two. about Seth, Seth and his dad? dad? No. Yeah, like they're I not have- dead. I have two kills and two, like, body... Body swaps? Body swaps. Not even body. swaps. Body... Like, weird body. I left my body. Yeah. Uh, Permanent astral projections. Yes. Astral yeah. projection. So, romances. It was Talia and Seth and Mara and Rudy. Like, and, in, a, right. in a square. Okay. Love square. In a perfect square. Ness's... But Ness is like a little notch in that square. Oh, yeah. So incestuous. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fear Street connection with Seth and Mora's house and the cemetery. The places that were mentioned were Canyon Road, Alma's Coffee Shop, 
the Shadyside Park, St. Elizabeth, and Old Mill Road. For dated references, I have the cassette tape, the station wagon, because that's not a thing anymore. Right yeah, now. no, I don't think there's station, station wagons, wagons anymore. Okay, so the cassette tape, the station wagon, and <laughs> I didn't know you'd have a cow. <laughs> and the Walkman. Uh, recurring characters, just Jade and Dina. Yeah. Uh, any theories? Um, I'm just wondering if there's a judicial branch of the Fear Street law enforcement. Like, is there, like, a Fear Street jury? Is there a Fear Street courtroom? Yeah, because that's the only reason why I feel like they would let her off. Because they were just like, yeah, you know, we know Maybe. about this stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. That was pretty much my only theory. My only theory was that, you know, the do- the the two anthropologist dudes were like it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Together. Together. The fashion was the white overalls over a pink bodysuit. Yep. And okay. And a, a tight blue tank dress, which I, in my head, was velvet. Um, <laughs> she wore that to school, and I was yeah. like, how did she not get sent home? I don't know. She must have had a sweatshirt. Or like she must have. That she put over it if she got yelled at. And black high-heeled sandals. Do you have a PSA, Cassie? Yeah, don't stop in a cemetery to tie your <laughs> oh, shoes. And hold your breath when you're passing. Right. I mean, totally do that. But, yeah. The PSA is... Don't tie your shoes in a cemetery. Although I'm sure I've done that. Like, I've definitely tied my shoes in the Allegheny Cemetery. Because I used to go walking in there all the time. But, like, late at night when you're hearing noises. And you're all alone. and Yeah, and it's creepy. Also, it's the Fear Street Cemetery and not the Allegheny Cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, like, every day someone doesn't die in the Allegheny Cemetery. That we know of. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, then I guess just ratings. Alright, I am giving it two out of five permanent astral projections. Nice. I'm gonna give it two and a half out of five tribal chants. I'm gonna give it three and a half out of five Bob Cla- classics. What? I, like, it's, this is classic Fear Street. This is, like, everything. Yeah. All the elements were here. Yeah, the only thing that was missing was trying to steal your sister's identity. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. brother. That's the only thing that was missing. But, yeah, we when I first started reading it and I texted you guys to be like, oh, this is classic Fear Street. This is such a perfect book to get back yeah. into the swing of yeah. things. Because it, like... Definitely felt like, you know, a yeah, fear streak. Bob, even though Bob didn't write this, this is Bob classic. Right. Yeah, I still didn't enjoy it. Other than the short stories yeah. in it. Like, those were my favorite parts. There were things I would change about it, but I think that's pretty much any book I rate three stars. There's going to be things I would change about it. True. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. And... Any last words? No. No. Yeah, see, me neither. No. Moral of the story, don't be a plagiarizer. Yeah. It's a good moral to have. 
Well, what else have we been up to since our last recording? Oh my. What are you guys so much? What do you <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, what are you guys reading or watching, doing, listening to? We're reading the same thing again. We are. <laughs> what are you reading? Yeah. I feel like what is we've it? been doing that a lot. Yeah, we have been. Like when it's recording time. Yeah. We are reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's on the bestsellers like list this week, so that's yeah. why I decided second to. time. Is it second week? Is it good? It's a typical <laughs> YA thriller. I'm finding it pretty predictable. Like I'm 95% sure I figured it out at page 50. Um, but it. but I will say it's still very suspenseful and there are some twists and connections that are still unfolding in a way that I'm interested in reading. Um, like I read 50 pages okay. this morning before I started working. So it's, it's still interesting, but it's pretty basic. I'll say. Um, I like it because it has those, like it has the mixed media yeah. like, elements where it's like, it's like regular story, but then it'll have like an email yeah. or like, you know, transcript of something. And yeah. I like. That. I love mixed media like me that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It also, it reminds me a little bit of Sadie and it has that like true crime sort of vibe because the whole plot is about this girl trying to figure out what happened with, uh, so a girl in her town went missing five years ago and she's presumed to be dead and everyone suspects the boyfriend of having killed her and then he killed himself so the girl's missing presumed dead the boyfriend who everyone thinks did it is also dead and she doesn't think the boyfriend did it she thinks that somebody else did so she's trying to find out you know Basically, that oh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Except for was she has no connection to right. these people. She's just like Nancy right. Drew. Yeah. So. It would have been cooler if she had connection. Yeah, I mean, she low key had a connection. Like, uh, she did know the boyfriend, the the guy who everyone thinks did it, because he mm. was friends with her best friend's sister. So he was like around the house when she was around the house and she was like, he was really nice to me one time. So I don't think he's a murderer. I mean, right. That's, that's how you can tell somebody's a murderer or not. Even though it's like the evidence that they had against him was like freaking solid. So I don't know. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, everyone's like, I don't understand why you like are questioning this. And she's like, I don't understand why you're not. And I'm like, because right. it's off. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have like 120 pages left. So uh, mm-hmm. I know more. So I'm not going to say. What are you, um, what are you I watching? I am watching a bunch of random stuff. But lately I've been really into this Netflix reality show contest thing next in fashion 
Um, it has Tan France and Alexa Chung as the hosts. And it's very much like Project Runway, but um, they, they're they like kind of established designers who are just like not very well known. And they work in teams. So it's like teams of two and they have the, a weekly challenge and oh. there's the runway element and okay. um it is interesting and like the last episode i watched was so freaking dramatic they have guest judges that come in and they try to still have like a unanimous decision about who should go home and they didn't have a unanimous decision and the guest judge ends up walking off and he was like no i I can't get behind this. Like, I'm not going to send that person home. I'm the only person who disagrees, essentially. I'm fucking out of here. And he, like, walks off. And it was all dramatic. And they end up deciding not to send anyone home because they, like, can't come to a unanimous decision and like that's part of the rules if they don't have a unanimous decision and it was like so dramatic and tan was crying about having to tell them that they had to wait to find out and it was like i was like oh my god tan oh my god so yeah i do like so that runway i'm watching it right now are you how funny yeah so maybe uh yeah I will watch that. Maybe you should watch that next. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's been pretty. It's been really interesting. What about you, Mia? Uh, oh, I guess I'll do yeah, watching. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just finished The Stranger on Netflix. Okay. Like yesterday. Like Camus. It's like a British. What? Is it Albert Camus? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Are those words? <laughs> I don't know. It's a author. It's, it is a book. Like, it is, like, it is based on a book. Okay, so maybe. Yeah, let me see. It's like existential. F- it's, it's a, it's a Harlan Coben no, book. No. Okay. So, anyways, it, it's about, it's a British, like, show, I guess, a uh, crime show, and it's about this guy who uh, gets approached by this stranger woman, and she tells him that his wife had, ha- his wife had had a miscarriage, like, maybe five or four or five years ago, and she says, like, oh, that whole thing was a lie, like, she was never pregnant, she was faking it the whole time. So, and she, like, gives him, like, all these clues to try to, like, prove it. Like, she's like, if you don't believe me, like, you can look here, here, and here. And he ends up finding, like, a credit card, like, charge for, like, a fake pregnancy website that gives you fake tests and fake bellies Ah, and and fake ultrasounds. I don't know. It was, like, this test that you pee on and it'll say pregnant no matter what. What? Yeah. That sounds super creepy. I know. And then the fake bellies and fake ultrasound pictures. And then, so he finds out that she, like, that it's true that she ordered this. And then she, he confronts her and then she disappears after he confronts her. And then it turns out that, like, this woman's, like, just going around telling everybody everyone's secrets. That's just what she does. She goes around and, like, says, like, you know, you didn't know this about your wife, daughter, son, whoever. 
But why? This is what's why happening. would you do that? You're Thank a you. life ruiner. Yeah. You're ruining people's lives. Well, you have to watch the show. You have to Regina watch the George, sh- a life ruiner. Yeah. You gotta watch the show to know why. Truth. But it was a really good show. It was, like, very addicting. I recommend. Cool. What about you, Mia? Well, I am... Well, I just finished Sawkill Girls, finally. Oh, nice. Um, I I enjoyed it, and I started to write a review about it, Mm -hmm. and that review turned into, I mean, at this point, it's like... An essay? It is. It is an essay. It is, like, about um, Buffy and homages and... uh, Counts watcher the Watchers Council and mm-hmm. like what it means for like men to hold all the so called knowledge when and boss like powerful women around and stuff. It's turned into this big thing because mm. it spoiler alert it has a similar um thing in it with like a I don't I don't know what they call themselves but they're basically like a Watchers Council like from Buffy, for these girls. And it that made me think of Babysitter's Coven, which did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was like, why is this this a, like a thing now? I'm over this. I really am. I really am too. Stop fucking <laughs> copying Buffy. But, um, so anyway, I'm still writing it. I don't even think it's going to be a review at this point. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm like in the middle. It's ridiculous. Um... And then I started um, reading Teeth in the Mist by Don Kurtigich, and I love it because, you know, Ooh, I it's Don Kurtigich, and I love her. Did yeah. you like that one? Because I know you didn't like uh, Dead House. I didn't finish Dead House. I, I yeah, did, I liked yeah. it. Okay. Did you like it, I liked Kelsey? it better than Dead House. Oh, no, no. I... If I liked it better than Dead House, I definitely liked it better than her other one. I did not like the that one. Trees crept in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the trees crept in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's like a Faust retelling, and it's very creepy. Yeah. I don't think it's as I like. The way it ends didn't leave me as scarred as the Dead House. But it did leave me pretty scarred. So there weren't any. It was just. It left me with questions. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I had theories. I had theories. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I, re- I really like her writing style. And she does that mm-hmm. kind of mixed media thing. Or she does that a lot. And she also plays with, um, yeah. with like font and style to work with the story and she does yeah. that with this one and she's d- done it with all of her others. So I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm liking this a lot. I'm about halfway through, I think. I like the, um, like the different timelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I, I really like it. And I'm not a huge historical like mm-hmm. fiction reader. So I didn't know if I was going to like, like this one. But yeah. I, every time it switches to somebody else, That's I want it to I go back to her. Yeah. I only like, wanted no, to read about you, that one. What are you time. doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, 
like she's so interesting in that whole whatever the hell's going yeah. on in that house like, is why so are these rooms yeah, yeah, different yeah. colors like i need to know all these things yeah yeah cool. what the hell is happening so i'm very much enjoying it and then um watching i am watching the lincoln rhymes tv show oh i'm watching that too I, are yeah. you so it's probably gonna get canceled though because i'm watching it that, that's what happens it's fair I am enjoying it, but it's not as good as the book series, and it's not as good as the movie. It's way... So, I think it's good. I just think there's a lot to live up to, and that's hard. Yeah. I like like the girl they cast as the... uh, Yeah. The cop. But I just think it's very... I guess... I know they only have an hour, or, you know, whatever, 45 minutes Mm -hmm. to tell their story, but it's very, like... There was rust, and there was like uh, a knife, like a, a, a clam shelling knife, and and there was uh, like dirt that had properties of like the mineral this, and he's like that, that, and that has to be the blah blah blah. Like nobody would ever. That's very Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but yes, nope. it is. That's like. I hate that but shit. But nobody would be able to... I, I understand this guy, like, knows all the history of New York City and everything, but even someone who knew every... Like, studied New York City's history for years and years and years would never put it together that fast. Like, he does it instantly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's unlimited. I know, but they should yeah. be like, okay, here's what we found, and he should be like... They should show him, like, going through files and, like, doing research and, like... It, he can't it, go through files. Like... Go through the fu- the computer. That's not good TV, Michelle. They should. No, no, no. I mean, he literally. No, can't go through I mean files. like the computer. He's paralyzed. He can't move. I meant the computer files. Like it should show him like going through the stuff on the because com- he has that really cool computer yeah. thing. It should show him like going through things on there, and then like in a time lapse where you could tell it's like time. It's taking him time, and then after like a couple hours, he comes up and is like, "I think it's this because this is the reason." You know, instead of just being, like, instantly, like, oh, rust. Oh, well, in the 1800s, like, the roof of this rusted, and they had to replace it, and it's, it's just, like, no. There's too much to know. They should have, they should have, if they wanted to do it that way, they should have said it in, like, Pittsburgh. <laughs> there was, like, nothing to, <laughs> like, it's such a small amount to know. So, I'm watching that. I do enjoy it, but, um... It is making me want to go back and reread the series, and mm-hmm. I really, really liked that series, so I might go do that. Yeah. Um, I also don't know what they're going to do with his relationship with Amelia, because it's very, like, I, I don't see this Lincoln Rhymes and this Amelia, like, getting together. No, it's like father-daughter. Like, yeah, or or... It's there's just not that chemistry, and that's very much. It's not a huge part of the book series. Like it doesn't take up like half of the book is about their relationship. But they are in a relationship where they have actual things they have to deal with, and they're really mm-hmm. good about like talking about that intertwined with the plot. Yeah, well, he's married, and that's yeah. I don't think that's are they still? They're not married. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. No, they're not. I thought she just no, left he... because. For safety. But she was she was his fiance. They weren't married. Oh, okay. And this. Um, so I don't know. It's yeah, fun. I just I'm getting probably... a father daughter vibe, not a 
yeah. girlfriend boyfriend vibe. I'll keep watching it for yeah. as long as it's it, on. It's I'm not going to be on that much longer because <laughs> every time a new show, a brand new show comes out, and I watch it from the beginning, it always gets canceled. Always. Yeah. The I'm only way shows like work out is if I don't discover them until later. Like they have to be on for like a season, then I'll be like, maybe I'll watch that show. <laughs> So I'm also doing a rewatch of So Weird with Kay. So, so yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. Okay, well, next month we are reading Switched. Yay, I'm really excited about this one. Me too, because I've never read it, but I've heard, like, every time people are talking about their favorite Fear Street books, it comes up. So, so I'm I did read it, and I remember nothing about mm-hmm. it except thinking when I was, you know, like 10, that it was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I okay. am interested to see if I think that there's any sort of, like, if it's fucked up at all when I read it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> but we'll see. Because uh, apparently about bad dreams, Ugh. you know. You know, the other books I've said I loved have been good. I don't trust... Teenage me or preteen. Ninety nine Fear Street, the first horror. That one was awesome. That one was awesome. One was good. Yep. All right. Um, I don't think I read this one back in the day because it's ninety five, and I think by then I was like aged out. Yeah. So I think that was the reason it wasn't on my radar because I didn't even know it existed. Like people were like talking about it, and I'm like, what is this? How old were you then? Like fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I was, like, too cool. Dancing for Abby Lee Miller and... Mm. <laughs> Getting traumatized. <laughs> I don't know if that made her too cool or just in need of therapy. Yeah, I was like, I can't read about murder when I'm, like, <laughs> feeling like That's... this all the time. <laughs> That's the real reason you stopped reading them. <laughs> I... I can't read about murder when I'm feeling murderous. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fear Street Podcast. Check out our blog at fearstreetpodcast.blogspot.com. And remember, come to Fear Street and you're dead.